Hello and welcome, mystery searchers and gizmo solvers, art piece finders, and little boys that hang out with guys that aren't actually detectives but do detective jobs. Alright, that's... welcome. You're listening to Pocket Cast. Yes. My name is Fletcher. His name is Ed. Yep. He can be found at Unicorn. That's horn with a zero uh-huh, instead uh-huh. of an O. Yep. There we go. This is, uh, you can reach me, fucking that. Tooth MF. That's right. On Twitter. We also have a Facebook page. Uh, I believe it's Pocket Cast with an exclamation mark at the end. There's a space between Pocket and Cast. I think so. There's yeah, a little confusion. If you look at our, our artwork versus our name, uh, those two are different. There is another Pocket Cast that's out there uh but they don't have a space and we have a space yeah and that's what makes the difference is that honestly we, those guys kind of suck i haven't actually listened to it i haven't even looked at it i bet it's okay i hate to just throw some shade on what could be a really good seven episode podcast nah you know maybe they got their mission done that's it they got it maybe the maybe once we hit nine episodes they're like oh, oh. your pocket cast are bad yeah are and then bad we'll, then we'll start getting publicity yeah yeah well it's gonna take off bro jay leno could be in our future you know that's so funny that you say that i grew up like watching jay leno like like sneaking down at night to watch jay leno and i it's so funny to look back on because i'm like i had no idea what they were talking about at no. all not a clue but for some reason i just loved the talk show atmosphere and it was a late night tv show you know yeah. so it was like all right yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know what shows my parents used to Adult watch talk. I, to I don't know if so memory is funny right because like you alter it without realizing that you alter it oh, yeah oh yeah um yeah. either i w- i have a memory of watching it like on the stairs like and like what like being able from, from our house and like in iowa we could watch like the tv on the staircase are you about to tell? Were you watching it through the reflection of like a picture? No, no, just like just you, just you had a line. There, of sight? there was a line of sight. Okay, there was kind of a um, opening in the wall, you know, in the like it was like a doorway. Sure, that, you know that you could go through. There's no doors or anything, but it was just that big opening. Sure. So like part of the TV, you could see from the stairs. That's wild because. I- I thought that's where you were going with it for a second, and I was like, oh, God, I'm about to question my entire childhood because I'm like, <laughs> I have a distinct memory of sitting on the top step of the stairs and being able to watch TV through the reflection of a picture hanging on the wall or something. We definitely, like, I could have, I guess, because we had pictures hanging there, but there was no need to. Yeah, no, just, no need to obfuscate on my account. You know, I think if you can see the reflection, you can probably see the original image, right? I, I I don't remember what I watched. I I do remember. Was it the Twilight Zone or something? Maybe my parents were watching. I don't remember. I don't think your parents were watching the Twilight Zone. I I yeah, that's a good point. You didn't. You weren't a baby in the seventies. Well, I remember. I don't even know when the Twilight Zone came out. Maybe it's later than that. I don't know. It's black and white though, so I don't feel like it's like. I feel like it's fair to say it's sixties. Yeah, it could have been watching right rerun, reruns. Yeah, it could have been reruns. I, ro- I watched so many reruns. I remember Murder Mysteries. Right? Isn't that the, just the name of it? Murder Mysteries? It could be. I don't know. I just I had like a partially animated intro for like an adult late night TV show. I don't I don't know anything about it. 
I feel like my family was always trying to get a deal on TV, and so for a while we had, like, I want to say it was, like, Canadian DirecTV or something. I don't know why, but we had all these Canadian channels and TV shows. Interesting. Ghost Rider was one of them. Like, the TV show or, like? Yeah, it was a TV show called Ghost Rider. Okay. okay. And it was, like, where this ghost could take – Say for this, there's an ACD poster hanging behind Ed. Yeah. And at the top it says AC, Lightning Bolt, DC. And the bottom it says for those about to rock. So Ghost Rider would be able to take only those letters and create a message for these kids that were trying to solve a mystery. Because this ghost was like helping them all the time solve mysteries. But the only way he could communicate was through like what letters he'd already been given in certain scenarios. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of that. No, no one has because it's Canadian TV. Like, I'm awesome. sure Canadians have heard of it. I'm sure, sure there's some I've... people up north that are like, fuck, yeah, All Ghost Rider is my shit. Uh, there's a show called Reboot that I really liked. That's okay. really cool. Is it's that about some... a robot? Mm-mm. It's oh. about uh, programs inside of a computer. Mm-hmm. And it's some some of the earliest like CGI television show like really? going on. And it's... 90s so it doesn't okay. look yeah. great but it <laughs> doesn't look bad it doesn't look great okay alright yeah, that's fair That's fair. but it's, it's once again one of those like it was a mainly broadcast in Canada and eventually it was brought down to America I think Cartoon Network might have picked it up eventually oh no shit but for the oh. longest time I'd seen it years before because of this weird ass Canadian television <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> that's awesome man we lost track there no we found the track we are pocket casts. Yeah, what do we do? We, we do a podcast. About the DS and yeah. the DS library. All of the North American games. Yeah, we're playing them all. I mean, I'm open to other games, too. What are you telling me right now? <laughs> like, I'm not saying I'm going to add in Japanese games, because obviously we wouldn't have fun. I mean, maybe we... There's some I'm sure that you can play without translation, but oh, I'm sure there's a lot of good games. Of yeah, that's what I'm saying. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if there's, like, a European game... Oh, well, it's that, funny you mentioned that, because I don't know if you picked up on this, but we just played the UK version of Professor Layton in the Curious Village. I did not pick up on Everything that, was no. in pounds. Now, I didn't think anything of it other than like, oh, maybe they just picked a monet, you know, or not monetary. I mean, yes, a monetary system, but an arbitrary monetary system from another country. Like, obviously, the professor is like, they're not American. No, everyone's very clearly like Eastern European or European. Something I don't European. know, but it's not. So that would, it made sense. The little to kid me. at one point says, core blimey. So. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I know what blimey means. I recognize means. it as an expression, but I I, <laughs> I don't I don't know that I can give you a direct translation of it. <laughs> this uh, past two weeks, this fortnight, this we fortnight. played Professor Layton and the Curious Village. Woo! Bro, I was so pumped for this game. I was too, especially after our last two games. Mm-hmm. This was definitely nice going in. Uh, booting up and seeing is it level five? Is that what the studio That's is the called? Developer, the yep. developer. Um, level five is just any. They have so many great games, and so seeing level five pumped, instantly, dude. I'm just like, fuck. Let's go. Yes, let's do this. They made a game that we talked about on the first episode, the Attack of the Friday Monsters. So mm-hmm. that's one of my. They didn't. Sorry, they published that game. They didn't okay, develop okay. that game. But there is a 
air to level five games. The first game on their list of developed games is Dark Cloud. Did you ever have uh-uh. you ever seen Dark Cloud? It was a very cool uh, RPG action RPG on the PlayStation Two that I remember watching my cousin Casey play. Okay, a ton. I remember, I remember a very specific summer vacation. He would play a game that nobody's heard of on the PlayStation. I don't think no, no. So I'm gonna back you up there and say that that's not no, no one's ever heard of it. A lot of people have a very special place oh, for Dark okay. Cloud. Maybe Dark Cloud Two is specifically what I'm thinking of, but. Uh-huh. This year, those two games, people really appreciate and enjoy. Did and they have a DS title? For the Dark Cloud series? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I didn't do too much digging. I just kind of uh, went through the list of level five, just curious yeah, of fair. what they'd put out. And besides these three games, I can't think of yeah. much else now. To my knowledge, they did do all the other Professor Layton games. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. And they, they just have quite the presence on Nintendo. It's a... Dude, it was a, it was a clean polish, through and through. You were really surprised. I remember saying to me about the sound. Oh, dude! So, especially after rating our first couple of games fairly well from an audio perspective, either from their music and the, and the composition or the quality, what, bro? The first you you start a new save file. And immediately you're met with pretty damn good full dub, uh, fully animated cutscene. It was insane. Oh my god, I was I was like jumping up and down. I was like, holy shit! I didn't know it could do this. It looks so good. Oh, too. It's so nice. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> dude. It's putting everything to shame, and I'm like, oh no, we should have not played this game so early on. Um, but it was a breath of fresh air. I will. I, I'm curious to what you think about the cutscenes, actually, because we got better. We got our first two games mm-hmm. were from 2009. Yep. This game is probably I'm gonna say 2005. Maybe even so. earlier than that. And I think because of that in the cutscenes, the opening cutscenes, I almost feel like Solo 2 Robos is better. Uh, I feel you like know, both of the last two games is almost better only in the lack of pixelization. Because there's a little bit of pixelization that you get is. with the Professor Layton cutscenes. But they're, they're, the art style the art style is so good that it have doesn't to, matter. I have to give it to... Um, hold on, let me look and see who it was. The There was a studio that did... It was PA Works, Progressive Animation Works, did the all the animations for the various cutscenes in the game. And I feel like... I don't want to disagree with you about Solo 2 Robo and, and, and the quality and, and how high, like, just they were ascending heights with those animations. Well, they were much later on. In... True, true. Yeah, the technology is thoroughly established at this point, sure. Um, but I feel like the difference between is at that point it was known this is what we can do on this platform with these animations. And I feel like Professor Layton was like, we don't give a shit. This is this is our art style. This is where everything is going. Everything is thoroughly fleshed out. And I I felt like was it as visually impressive at times as some of the stuff from Solo to Robo? Maybe not. But dude, it was just clean and crisp the whole time. Well, and the the consistency too, like that's oh, 
it just it has such uh, atmosphere to it. Oh, and we yeah. love us some atmosphere. Oh, I know dude, you and I, I both are all some. about the atmosphere in a game. Mm-hmm. And they did such a great job of the characters staying individual, all strange in their own way. Mm-hmm. But within this universe, it made sense that each one would be in this town, this tiny little town of, do you remember what it was called? St. Mystere. St. Mystere. St. Mystere. Yeah. That was... It's, it's a cute little game. Man, I, I've i had this... This title's been on my radar. Maybe not this title specifically, but at least the Professor Layton series. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's it's always one that I, I was aware of growing up, and I knew of. Never once dipped my toe in. Never really had an opportunity to as a kid. And then, you know, by the time I, I'm an adult, it's not on my radar at all. I'm like, oh, that sounded cool. Don't know that I'd ever invest the time intentionally to go back and check it out. So I didn't really know what to expect. I I knew it was, I knew it carried an air of like, a game for smart people, but I didn't even know necessarily what that meant. I just that was an impression I had of it, um, and and I always, for me, it kind of lived in the same stream as, um, God, what are those games like Ace Ace Attorney? If it was a Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, never played any of them, but. Uh, yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. Well, and they do have a crossover, the Phoenix, oh, right? And the, uh, okay. I don't know if they're made by – I have to assume they're developed by the same studio Could in be. order to have that kind of crossover. Yeah, I don't know the but legalities behind it. I'm not sure. It, it's definitely a title that sticks out in the DS. Mm-hmm. You know, when people talk about the DS, that feels like Professor Layton is always brought up. Yeah, Hundred percent. That's what I. That's that's one of the things that I kept coming to mind for me is just when I think of DS, especially with the exposure to various marketing that I had as a kid. Professor Layton is one of those titles that I'm, I remember being there and I remember seeing and hearing about, but just never personally had the chance to play. But God, it is a cool game. Do you still feel like it's a game for smart people going into it? Now, I haven't played it now. Having to beat the game actually. You did beat I it. Did. I did. Um. Yes and no. I I don't want to gatekeep puzzles because at the core of the game, what that's all this is is just a brain teaser game. But the puzzles are woven into a fairly involved storyline, and you've got all these, like you said, interesting characters to meet and stuff. Um. No. I wouldn't. I would say I definitely struggled with some of the puzzles. I recognized I a large handful of them, whether or not I knew the solutions already or or you know, what have you. But you can definitely cheese some of the stuff in here. Yeah, and you can, because they they give you so I guess to break down the basics of Professor Layton before we get into discussing this, you've got a point and click adventure basically where every every cuts every scene that you come across that you can interact with there's probably two to three puzzles in and they can vary from riddles to math equations to geometry Mm -hmm. there's a lot of logic stuff logic is then there's a lot of so there's a really if you don't like one style you're not going to be deterred 
because there's a like mm-hmm. third of the other style that you will probably enjoy. And you can and you can skip puzzles straight up. There's if, a lot. If you're, I'll, if you're I'd be curious. I'd be curious to see how many puzzles you actually have to solve to I, complete. I the came game. across, and I know you came across a couple, but there are a couple of sections of the game where you basically you basically get hit with a a wall, if you will, oh, a progress yeah. wall where yeah, yeah. you have to have so many completed puzzles to continue. That um, is, I didn't think about that. But, but there's there's definitely more, you would encounter more than you needed to get there. I don't know what the gap is between how many you're presented with versus how many you need to prog- progress, but it's, it's reasonable. Yeah, and so you're a, you're Professor Layton accompanied by... Luke. Luke, yeah, his boy assistant, yeah, self-proclaimed attaché or I, I love him. I love Luke. Dude, He's Luke got such great. a spunk to him. Yeah, and the professor is very laid back, very cool. Sherlock Holmes type Sherlock character. Holmes, debonair. Dude, he's a. Oh, he's a gentleman, and it, it's almost comical, like the stereotypes that apply to these guys, and I think it's intentional. Oh but, yeah, but they're woefully loving characters and you just cannot help but really like these guys and they're just they're out there for the most purest of intentions because they love the the heart of the mystery they love solving shit and they like to help people (laughs) yeah that's it's great there's there's no room for questions or wondering why is this well-grown man hanging out with this This little boy that i mean dude that kid's got to be what eight yeah, but and he's maybe, a but he's a boy maybe. genius. Oh, he's yeah, obviously he's a, a boy little, genius. He's a little savant. Out savant there. <laughs> solving these weird riddles and shit with this older professor. Yeah, and you see that man's credentials. You, he's a professor. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's a t- detective, but he's not. He's not not a detective. Just a lover of puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> So the professor and Luke get an invitation to uh, Saint Mystere. Saint Mystere yeah. uh, to help with a, a mystery. I, I I'm curious. Do you think the story is all that important? So, at the heart of the gameplay, irrelevant. But the story is what had me pushing through. I, I mean, it was a, for me it was a mixture of I want to know what's going on because I would say at about the halfway mark I thought I had a pretty good idea of what I th- I thought was actually going on and you know I me mean, I'm fairly autistic and I, I like to think that I know where a movie's going halfway through right or or whatever the case may be so I really wanted to see if I was right one um I thought the story was endearing, I thought it was charming, and I thought it had more than enough to propel you through having to just ram your head against some of these puzzles that were either really difficult or maybe possibly slightly poorly worded and you're not sure. Like, I know what the answer is, but I'm not presenting it how it wants it. Mm-hmm. You know, The pacing was very nice there. Yeah, yeah I, li- I quite liked it because I would really stump on one and then I'd breeze through two and then I'm like, oh. Well, I mean, even the pacing with the story, where oh, it yeah, brings it in, great. where all of a sudden, you're you're just tired of the puzzles. Not even tired of them, just tired of getting your ass kicked by the puzzles. Yeah. And then you get a little bit of humor and intrigue. 
Yeah. I do. I, I enjoyed the story. I, I just felt that it was very mundane compared to the characters that it presented. The characters were excellent. And I, I would like to take a second to talk about my favorite one. Absolutely. Let's hear it. Did you ever meet Prosciutto? Prosciutto is the little weirdo that eats all the trash and food at his house. Or his house is just like trash. That he's always so eating. you should at some point you should check out my Twitter profile because I finally put a pro, like a picture, <laughs> and it is of him. Awesome, dude! I loved this dude. He's just this little short, slightly pot-bellied man with a little cap on, and he doesn't give a shit about anything other than filling his face. You say he's short, but I feel like he's smaller than the nine-year-old. He's smaller than Luke. He's a pretty, he's a pretty slender guy, he's but a, he's got he's a little, a he's got a little dude, tugboat a little, on him, little, you know? Yep. Yeah. He's a little, little donut. I liked, I liked Prosciutto. I resonated with him. He's like, I don't, I don't leave my house, but to go to the market and buy copious amounts of cured meats <laughs> and i do not have time for whatever it is you want to talk to me about <laughs> no he is so annoyed with anybody that's like i'm eating what the, why leave you? me the fuck alone i think my favorite was probably the butler uh arthur it? no it was matthew matthew i did like him too and his something about his like just design his 2d character design felt so Aside from the stylization of literally everyone else, I thought. I, I don't know what it was. Everyone else t- typically had a lot of overpronounced, like, lengthy... Like every, I felt like everybody was drawn out and had very slender and elongated yes. pronunciations. Whereas Matthew is... Short stout. Short stout, dude. It looks like Winnie the Pooh if you scrunched him down with your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> he's like very like just like scared looking guy. That's he's just a like, great character. He's just, like, he's just concerned about everyone's well being. Yeah, you know? I could I could feel Matthew's anxiety while playing the game. Absolutely. Anytime <laughs> you see him, he's dude. just like, oh fuck! Oh, somebody was murdered on the grounds. Oh, oh this is my shit. fault. I'm on duty. <laughs> How would I let this happen to this family of amazing people oh. who are terrible, god awful? Yeah. Yeah, I said to you earlier, it reminds me of a Wes Anderson film. Yeah, yeah, I I couldn't agree more. It had a very Tim Burton-esque... Yeah, with those slender, uh, weird characters. to its accentuations. Oh, I, I loved it. I really enjoyed it, too. The, oh, the it presentation, cool. the atmosphere, the puzzles. Dude, do you have a favorite puzzle that you can think of? Um, so they had several variations of, of different degrees of difficulty of those, um, they're, I don't know, they're called like the slide, the block slide puzzles. Oh yeah. So you have a something in one corner and the goal is to get it to the other and you've got blocks of various shapes on like a Tetris board and, and you only have so many three blocks with which to play and you have to rearrange everything and work the one thing from one side to the other. Mm-hmm. Some of them were stupid easy. Um, and I did one of them. I did. I, I was into like 600 moves on just working the motherfucker out. <laughs> uh, but I do like those cause you don't really know, You can come in with a strategy, uh, but at the end of the day, it's just kind of, you got to move stuff around and forget what you think, you know, and, 
I don't know. I like I like those. For yeah, some you definitely you get like a line halfway clinked together, mm-hmm. and it totally goes against your strategy that you had before. Yeah, but at least now you have these three together. That even if you have to move them way over there, I've got them grouped now, and I yeah. somewhat have it figured out. And then you get a twist thrown at you, where you're like, uh-huh. I've undone. I just yeah, I'm half like, of my progress. I was so sure of my progress ten seconds ago, and then now I'm realizing I'm where I started. Mm. Yeah. If not worse off. Yeah, if not way worse off. Well, time to restart. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a favorite? I think my one of my favorites was one that I really disliked, but now that I think back <laughs> on it, I really enjoy it. Was the uh, the guard, the lazy guard, that wants to take yeah. as few steps as possible through the. Uh, That's right. It was the museum. Or, I mean, he wants to take as few turns as possible. Right. He had nine rooms set up in a three by three block, each each with a door. It was almost. It was basically like one open room that had like. Yeah, false pillars. Walls. Yeah, <laughs> at each of the points. Yeah, so they weren't. That one, that one threw me for a second because I thought it should just be a circle. <laughs> at one point, he doesn't need to take any turns. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I was thinking the same thing. It's like it's not like, a turn if you're you. just always turning. <laughs> yeah. mm. It ends uh, up being that like. You just go through them diagonally. Diagonally, mm-hmm. and it's just so duh. It was duh, but I, I I felt like as far as the puzzles go, I felt like that's where the shortcoming of the representation of these puzzles and the DS itself came to play heavily. And it's for me, it was really the only time that I struggled with anything, and and it wasn't on a lot of the puzzles, but there were a few where it was more of a free flow where you're not interacting with designated points on the puzzle as it's presented to you like you have these blocks you can move them or you connect the dots or whatever it might be it's it's you have to kind of draw something yeah and it's a little bit more interpretive and so and i feel like it was almost intentional to trip you up with you can do anything can you do anything the right way though you know did you run into the star puzzle that we had talked about holy shit um with all of the black and white diagonal i did i did that's one where, first of all, it's hard to see it is hard where the star it. is. And then from that point, drawing the star, get, the stylus uh-huh. is not very accurate. Not, no. And I'm wondering, because is this the touchscreen, or is this because it's an earlier game that was figuring yeah. it out? Because I feel like in the last game we played where you could do some t- stylus controls, it was mm-hmm. a bit more accurate. You still had some looseness to mm-hmm. it, which you definitely, when you run into a game where you have to draw a star. <laughs> you have to outline something. <laughs> you have to be fairly precise. <laughs> I had to draw that one twice because I did finally find it. I did too. And, and then, yeah, I had to do it twice. I drew, drew it on there and I, it didn't take it. So I was like, fucking, I'll look somewhere else. And I'm looking yeah. all over for it and eventually realized that, no, I just drew it roughly. Yeah. Yeah, I was in I was in the same boat, and I didn't even really change my approach when I outlined it the <laughs> second time. I just was like, "Well, hopefully this one gets the algorithm right." And it did. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. how mine went too. God damn, that so was funny. a cool one. That was a really I did like that one. I there were I mean, we talked about this earlier. Um, there are some puzzles, and these were probably amongst my least favorite, but also my favorite, just depending. Um, but some of the puzzles 
our logic and you have to you, you know you're just ruling stuff out trying to keep up and it's throwing you for a curve some of them are almost like word problems like you'd get in a third grade math class mm-hmm. but with a loophole somewhere and you just have to reread it a second time and some of them are this isn't really a puzzle as much as fuck you and just do it by hand you have to slog through the atrocity of whatever tedious activity we've presented before you and you just have to not go cross-eyed there is no trick to it there you just have to slog through and do the work i think one of the best examples of that is that you you run into multiple of these where it's i was asking my dad how old he is oh and he's double the age plus 10 yeah, and it's just like, and like you said, it's where you just have to write out. And l- luckily, you have the the stylus mm-hmm. and the the bottom screen to just start writing out. Did I straight up write notepad at one point? I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I am really, really bad at math. I'm pretty I'm good actually. with, pretty good with words. Mm-hmm. Pretty good mm-hmm. with the logic ones. Geometry, I'm all right with. Yeah, but you get into these figure out based on these three different algorithms what the answer is going to be and i just get so frustrated and instantly walk away from that puzzle i feel that i am i am fairly proud of my completion statistics there were i looked it up i think there's 120 total puzzles and i i found it was i think 78 or 88 Whatever the number was, I completed all but one that I found. I only skipped one. Do you know which one you skipped? Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly which one, but did um, did you ever make it past the clock tower? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you would have had to because that's where Prosciutto is. Yeah. Okay, so um, did you did you ever talk to the... Oh, wait, no. This was in the tower tower area. I think after, it's on the other side of the marketplace, which is past the clock tower. Yeah. Okay. There's so there's the lady and she's looks like she's holding up like a, a hand of cards or something maybe, and she's she's got weird pancake titties that are like up on her chin for some reason. Well, she's holding some cards and she, the only puzzles she ever gave me were were cards and she only like she only appeared like kind of pretty late in the game and then she only reappeared for me even later in the game. Uh, but she only gave you like these weird card puzzles and it had it was one of them was I have oh no I do remember the exact one that I skipped it was something to the effect of you put all 52 cards face down randomly scrambled on the table plus one joker what are the odds that you will pull all four aces before the joker and I was like no, I'm no, I'm, I don't know that math. So I pulled a hint, and it's worth noting that every time you get a hint on one of these puzzles, and, and the most I think you can ever get is three. Three. Yeah. I don't think all of them have three, but most do, and it's only three. But every time you do, you have to use a hint coin, and those can only be found by spamming random areas on a given location within the world, and maybe there'll be a coin there. But there's a finite number of those. Anyway, so I burned through the hints and like the first hint was something to the effect of you don't need math to solve this one just think about it a different way and i'm like so i think i burned all three hints and they 
I had no idea. I threw a couple of guesses in there, and I was like, fuck that. Did you ever look up what the answer was? No, there were a couple that I, I think, I think two or three that I did look the answer up to. And there were only ones that I was like very confident that I knew what was going on and thought that I was probably getting caught up on some weird gimmick that didn't translate well. Um, one of those ended up being like that. I couldn't tell you which one. And the other two, I was just dumb. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there, there's only one that I looked up and it was just me being dumb. Yeah. That, that always hurts your pride a little bit. The, uh, well, let's see if I can word this right. 1,000 of these equal two of these. Right. Right. Isn't yeah. that what it is? Yeah. yeah. And I just start thinking immediately, oh, Roman numerals, X. Oh, that's actually that's actually pretty. That's I mean, pretty it's wrong. I mean, obviously, it is wrong, but like, that's a, like, I mean, there's so many, without with zero context and not having any other puzzles like that, like it's, you come into that like, I have no idea even where this is starting. I'm thinking from. X. I'm thinking L. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking different different Roman numerals, and it ends up being spoiler alert, one thousand millimeters. Yeah, one is one one meter is a thousand, is a thousand millimeters. millimeters. Yeah, and it makes so, it it's makes like, so duh. it's so duh. It's so obvious. I even at one point thought about centimeters. Oh, but yeah. C to CM. No, nope, that doesn't CM, work. Yeah. I was right there. Yeah, I, know, I had too. I had the apple in my mouth, man, and I just missed it. Dude, this definitely and I thought I thought about I think you said something about it last at the end of last not last week, but our last episode about you know, seeing this game or one of these titles as a kid and thinking that's a game for smart people or not being smart enough to play it. And I kept thinking about that this whole time. I'm like, I do I would have gone nowhere in this game as a kid. Like I would have, I would have probably gotten a handful of these, but I would not have made a lot of forward progress. Yeah, I know. As a high schooler, I did not. Nah. I don't think I made it very far at all. Just also realizing, I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna make this through without looking up answers or using mm-hmm. tons of hints." I did use a lot more hints than I wanted to. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and at that point, you're almost like, "Why am I bothering playing this game?" If right. I'm just going to look up the answers this time through, I did not do that. I felt fine using hints. You know, I was, yeah, I did. I did pretty well with, with hints. Uh, the only time where you run into a problem with hints is that there's a puzzle I want to solve, but I don't want to use my hint points because there's a, there's a puzzle I will have to solve in the future mm-hmm. to progress the story. Yeah. It's gear fear, but with hint points. What is gear fear? Gear fear. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I could say with a hundred percent certainty that it was invented or coined for this genre of games. But I learned about it through playing games like Tarkov, like Escape from Tarkov. Um, but the idea that you go into a raid, you pew pew, and you collect loot and find some gear, you kill another player. Maybe he's got really good shit, so you pick it up, and you only get to keep what you successfully expel with. You die, you lose everything on you, right? So the idea that you might amass some really dope shit, but if you take it in, you risk dying and losing it. And so you have gear fear. So you hoard all this really good shit, and you're too afraid to use it because you might die. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but with with hint coins. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You (laughs) absolutely have that feeling. 
And it does say at one point in the game, at the beginning, about hint coins. Mm-hmm. And they tell you that they're hidden in these peculiar places. The first one it gives you, isn't it like a barrel that's kind of moving? Yeah, it's shaking. And so you click that on it. That was very misleading. It, because the rest of them are... No, there are none that are like moving <laughs> or animated. It's just... And you also have where I go into the town itself. Right, so you walk in. The game is presented as hand-drawn images. Mm-hmm. And there are then on top of it some of the characters kind of in their yeah. idle animations. Yeah. And then you have a choice to interact with objects or you can click on the bottom right where you've got a, a shoe. And that mm-hmm. then will bring up arrows on your screen where you can decide where you're going to traverse. And it gives you, you know, there's only so many arrows. So you kind of have a, a predetermined destination. Dude, late game, bro, late game, arrows everywhere. Oh, yeah? The main the main place in the village, which I think starts out with two. Two or three. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think you have oh, three because, because it's the you main unlock the clock. The wow, town. The so you, clock yeah, tower. you can go yeah. back or down and you can go left and right. At the end, there's also two buildings you can go into. You can go through the clock tower, and then I think there's an, actually another door at the very end. So there's like six arrows on wow. screen, and they're all right next to each other. It's pretty funny. So when you're when you're not moving around, you can click on different spots, mm-hmm. and sometimes they will your characters will make a comment about them. Yeah. Sometimes they'll have a hidden puzzle in them. True. And sometimes they'll have the the hint the, the hint coins. Now, anytime you have a cutscene, is it a cutscene or a chapter end? So it depends. I noticed that the at the in the earlier parts of the game, like you have a lot of front loaded animated cutscenes, setting up the story, blah blah blah, um, and then because the story does make a lot of moves, where you find you you know you arrive at this place because you were invent or invited. Holy shit, you were invited. Uh, there's this challenge that's been distributed. This, you know, right? The guy dies. He's like, oh, my God, whoever can solve these puzzles and find my golden apple will win my inheritance. And so people are all, oh, my God, we're going to solve these fucking puzzles and get a lot of money. Um, and so at the beginning, you have all these cutscenes setting it up. And then basically you're given an objective and you try to hunt down that objective. And then usually after you finish the main objective, that's the, that concludes a chapter. And then you get... A fairly drawn out cutscene, introducing the next leg, and then it's that point and click, moving around, solving these puzzles, talking to people. But then towards the end, there's a lot more cutscenes again. And there are some long cutscenes in there, bro. And I was stoked on every single one of them. I was never upset that there was a cutscene, dude. It was so awesome. It's a good sign. Yeah. Very, very fucking pleased playing this game. I had so much fun. <clears throat> it was okay. It was all right. Yeah, it was. It wasn't Valorant, but you know, it was all right. <laughs> I think I'll take this over Valorant. <laughs> so, anytime you have a cutscene or a chapter end, mm-hmm. your hint coins re- will reset, but like not in the same location where they were before. Yeah, the but you, spots that you've reset, clicked, but, but like spots that you've spawns. clicked before may now have. Uh-huh. Uh, a hint coin there gets a little uh, a little tedious it does get a little tedious you end up just you know you come up on a a place and yeah you're just just machine gunning the screen Um, and I don't think we've mentioned this but it's worth noting 
a hundred percent stylus. This game does not have button controls. It doesn't have any. No. I th- not even for dialogue. Uh you might be able to hit you A might, or something to, but to like. You pr- may also be right that it is all one hundred percent touch. You even from the main menu, you have to touch the screen to select new game, continue, or whatever the third yeah. bonus. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. There is no, there is no D-pad control or button control. And I loved it. I fucking loved it. I didn't even notice, so I would say I enjoyed it yeah, too. Yeah, good stuff. Polished, good game. Mm. I loved it. And if you're gonna have stylus controls. Uh, adventure-based puzzle game. Oh, dude. Yeah. Perfect. This was perfect, dude. Yeah. I would play RuneScape all day on this thing. I, there was a time when I had the 3DS, and I was just trying so badly to find a hack or a way to play RuneScape on the 3DS. Dude, that would be cool. I believe you can find some footage of people using back in the day. So there was a DS... Brow- web browser uh-huh. and you would get the game the cartridge and then the cartridge also came with a memory pack that would plug into the gba slot right uh to give it the extra memory that it needed to, okay okay to web browse Shit. and so from there they would get on to runescape it looked terrible oh, super I, laggy oh, yeah. I mean, they're playing it on the web browser version which you can't even do anymore oh no yeah that's terrible uh, it looked pretty rough, and then I can't remember if I ever found anything on 3DS. I mean, I guess you could have done the same thing, yeah. given the time frame allowed for you to play it in a web browser. Man, I remember, I remember being in the computer lab in like probably ninth grade, just discovering RuneScape for the first time, dude. Cooking some shrimps. I wanted so badly to play that game and just know more about it. It was it looked so cool. I only played it like two or three times. Some dude gave me he was like, Yeah man, I've been playing this game for a long time. Have a bunch of this shit that I have. It's really cool. And I'm pretty sure he gave me like an obby cape, like the obsidian cape and some other gear. I couldn't I had no idea what it was. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, sick, thanks dude And then I got Wildy Lured and PK'd for everything of course oh yeah so, and that was about it yeah then you walk away from the game yeah I'm absolutely like, ah. i think i had a really similar experience to that dude i don't think there's anybody who's played runescape that hasn't honestly no no i i don't think i even actually got pk what'd you call it wildy lured oh wildy like, lured i got yeah. lured to the wilderness and yeah. got player killed yeah, by yeah. uh baddie <laughs> by a baddie <laughs> I think I just got baited into like a, a, a NPC a monster I couldn't beat mm. and then they probably took all the shit from me yeah cause I didn't come back in time yeah dude I wasn't I wasn't playing games but like I had I'd probably watched my grandma play Ocarina of Time a couple of times and probably played it in ninth myself. grade yeah. So there's something that we haven't covered in the I had show at all here. Some GameCube and stuff by that point, but like I was like a vanilla Nintendo dog shit twin stick controls. Like I didn't know anything. I'm just saying that like I like when I when I think of a gamer, I think of somebody that can play an FPS game, somebody that can play an RPG. I 
like a gamer to me is not somebody who likes to play Candy Crush on their phone. Right. Right. That's a bored person. A gamer is somebody who likes games and is familiar with the various types of games out there. As a kid, I was not a gamer. I did have access to a few games. But you put me in front of something like RuneScape, and I, I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand the game. I don't understand where. I the think that. I happening. get where you're coming you from, but I, mean? I think that everyone feels that way with RuneScape. RuneScape is its and own that, thing and that's in that totally sense. Fair. Absolutely. Yeah. If you didn't grow up with, like,. If you don't like have that, a wiki, if you like, like, well, I didn't understand the the pleasure in the game until I was showed the wiki. Oh, you have to play, dude. I don't like to play RuneScape if I can't do it at my, like, at my computer desk with two screens with a wiki on one side and a YouTube video. Yeah, absolutely. In the corner, gotta have it. But I wouldn't consider myself a gamer as a child. I think I would consider myself a gamer as a child. Yeah, I even if I wasn't good at FPS. Or yeah, like things like that. You don't have to be good. You don't have to be like, oh, I sweat, I twitch, you know. You're and like, like RPGs, I never really like understood or appreciated until, honestly, kind of recently. I mean, yeah, until I was at least eighteen and up. I feel like is when I really I might have enjoyed one or two RPG games before that, but not commonplace. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with you there. I was definitely a lot more into. Like, I wanted to play Halo. I wanted to play Call of Duty. I wanted to play really anything FPS that just that was cool and hip. And it still is, honestly. But I remember... Oh, I remember... I think it, one of my cousins or something got a copy of Perfect Dark for N64. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to play it so bad. So bad. And I don't... I think I got in trouble or something. I did some shit. And I was like barred from playing for whatever reason and we were like going back home like that day I don't remember all I remember is that I'm pretty sure it was Michael shout out motherfucker I'm pretty sure it was him I think he got to play it and I didn't and I'm still butthurt about that dude I'm not gonna lie I have gone back and I watched some you know YouTube gaming clips of people playing through Perfect Dark we actually had we had Perfect Dark when you and I lived together what you got the rare package or something like that where it had oh, banjo kazooie it had perfect dark that's on there right and i don't think any of us made it past the tutorial because it was so it was dog bad shit, dude yeah it was dog shit it's a really bad game i do remember that i must have blocked that out <laughs> you're like no i refuse to know that this game is not ah, good that's such a bummer it is that's that hurts i'm i'm man I'm still wrecked about it. You, Michael, <laughs> this is somehow your fault. There is something <laughs> satisfying, though, about going back to a game on the opposite spectrum that was, like, hard as a kid or, like, oh, didn't make sense at all. smoking it now? No, going back and it still doesn't make sense oh, and it's still okay. hard. You're like, oh, I wasn't just a little kid. I also just fucking, like, this game sucks. Oh, well, I I feel like that would apply to any Zelda water dungeon I've never had that much problem, like many I just issues have to with the water. At this point. Like they don't bother me that bad. Oh really? No. Did the Ocarina of Time one, with the like the water levels and shit, and you gotta I mean, like you're like it's almost the last level that you get into, right? No, so, that one's, I think that one's pretty early on because it's I right just, after you get the three stones. There's, I think it's one of your first. You might be thinking of. I don't think the water temple is because you have to have your metal boots and all that shit. Metal boots. Get your bottle. blue tunic. Or do you get that in the dungeon? I don't know. You might get it. It's either that or the scale. 
Either way, oh my though. God. I, yeah, I don't remember. I know. I feel like by the time you get to the water temple, you're like pretty set. For yeah, that it. one might be farther on, but I also might be mixing up its position in the timeline with uh, what is it, Jabu Jabu's belly? Jabu Jabu's belly fucking sucks. That one is cancer. Absolutely, that's the reason to not play back through Ocarina of Time. <laughs> like you're playing Ocarina of Time, you get to the uh, what's that? place called up on the canyon that, that's got the people that live in the volcano uh it's, it's gonna the um, goron village is that what it is, is it just called goron village goron village probably sure. something like that it is now like up there on nearly death mountain mm-hmm. you get back into that part and you're like <sighs> but you get through it yeah. and you get through that little dungeon right there and the game is great and then you have to go into jabu jabu's belly yeah and it's the fucking worst that's what i that's whenever i stop playing yeah game. that one does suck that one is a pain in the ass it's your favorite game it is my favorite game and it's it still is i need to play through it again it's been a long time since i played through in it. my free time my copious free time but it's been um, oh, it's 12 been, years at least oh it's not been that long for me i think i played through it probably four or five years ago oh really yeah huh what on that's what i'm trying to remember I still have I still have those old GameCube copies, or you do, or my it, brother. Do you does. have my GameCube Somebody, copy? No, no, no. I definitely have my own. I, I need have, you to see I, if Michael. I need you to see if you have some of my GameCube games. I might, please. Like I'm fairly certain I have your copy of Piano Three. I'd love to have it. And if I don't have it, it's because it's in my collection now and. Probably Michael has it. Or Brennan Brennan might even have it. It's somewhere though. These Moran boys. <laughs> Every couple of years, one of us will just send the whole kit to somebody else <laughs> yeah, and then we'll play it for a couple of years. Last, like and then a few it'll... years back. Yeah. Well, with that mystery solved. <laughs> Maybe we should get back to the case at hand. The case. The case indeed. Do we even need to go through and rate this game? I I think we could just be like Nine point nine. Honestly, I'm there. Nine nine all day. Maybe nine five, just because the stylus lacks a little bit here and there. I you really. Know, it's not bad. I struggle to find a flaw. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the honestly, the only, the only time I could see somebody going, yeah, it wasn't really for me. It's because they don't like puzzles. Yeah, or they don't. It's just not their flavor of game. Yeah, or you just don't like the the atmosphere, the the Wes Anderson, yeah, weird kind of, and that's cool, Tim Burton esque feel. But yeah, if this, if this shits in your alley, big time recommend. Yeah, you will love this. All Even there. if you don't like the DS or video games, you don't have to like video there games. There is a mobile version of this game. Oh, really? This specific this game, specific title, Professor Layton in the Curious Village. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Crazy, huh? I did not know yeah, that. I, now, I will be honest. I don't know for a fact that it is currently available. It was at a time, though. But, yes. I could I could look it up and tell you definitively, but I'm not your mom. Do it yourself. You. Yeah. And if it's not, easy. there's a lot of easy ways to get it onto your phone. <laughs> well, that and there's like five or six other titles. Some, uh for various platforms, perhaps. Yeah, know. and the Switch has one too. You're no longer Professor Professor Layton, but you're uh, a female Professor Layton, oh, basically. Sick. Yeah, cool. Yeah, there's a lot of 
This this is a very loved series, obviously. obviously. For a good reason. And it is... God, I, I really want to check out others in the series. We definitely sure. will be. Yeah, oh, yeah. I look forward to it. I, this is one of those games where I absolutely had my DS in my pocket. I was hooked oh, yeah. on these puzzles. I could... I'm not saying the story was bad or anything like that. I'm just saying I could have given a shit about it because yeah. <laughs> I was so into these puzzles and so just, oh, I wanted the next puzzle. I need my fix, man. I need a riddle. Give me a riddle. Send us your best riddle. <laughs> did, you, did you ever figure out what the story, where the story was going? No, I honestly had no real idea. Um, I figured maybe that the old man was like kidnapping people and like helping hypnotizing them and help them be, be Can better. Can I spoil it for you? Yeah, absolutely. All right, spoiler spoiler alert right now. If you don't want to know what's going down, well, I'll come in turn and it post off. and tell you what time to tune in after we're done spoiling it. Yeah, maybe. That's better than what I was going to suggest. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe, maybe, maybe I'll maybe just hop in not. and be like, the next game is this. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the uh, only reason you're listening. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so spoiler alert for sure. Uh, so the entire premise, the the Baron dies. His wife tragically had passed years prior. They have this beautiful daughter, Flora. And he's just so worried that he's not going to be able to keep her occupied and surrounded by positive people. And she'll be lonely after he's gone because he knows the time is coming. And so Bruno, who was the unknown character that you were talking about earlier, the old man with the sack that was seen kidnapping um, this guy Ramon and suspected of perhaps killing Simon. Um, Bruno and the Baron got together and the Baron commissioned Bruno to fabricate the entire island of St. Mystere and all of the people, all the townsmen are all like animatronic figures. Oh and no. And so he way. occasionally has to quote kidnap them in the you know, in the middle of the night to repair them when they break down. And so the tower is where he does all of his secret work. And occasionally when the machines are running and the and the tower's making all these spooky noises, people mysteriously disappear in the night, but then they also mysteriously reappear as though nothing had happened later. Feeling better than ever. Yeah. So that's that's the story. So the Flora character, what, what was her deal? Who was so she? So she's, she's the daughter. She is. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know that she is Flora. Well, so she actually lives on the very top of the tower in this little house that's literally just on the top of the tower. And she's been waiting for somebody to come and find her. So come to find out, she is the golden apple. So the girl that you meet, the the lady, the Claude, not Claudia. Claudia is the cat. So, yes. So you meet this woman who is the, well, now, um, well, she's the current wife of the former Baron. Right. Uh, what is her name? It's Nadia, maybe? Either way, who gives a shit? But she, she bears a uncanny resemblance to the former wife who had passed away, like, a hundred percent right and they even confuse um them at the beginning she is also a robot she's like the beginning of yeah and so you you find these pages from a journal um as you play the game and and so originally the baron had her created to pretend to be mother um but it was too much and so he had her personality overwritten to be this new wife and she just kind of was an at you know arm's length person in the dynamic of their family okay got you um bigger plot twist 
the inspector that is kind of dogging you the whole time that's trying to figure out like who murdered whom is not an inspector he's actually your unknown arch nemesis don paul (laughs) (laughs) really he he pulls off a mask and everything dude he's like it was me the whole time (laughs) (laughs) the professor knows who he is no He's he's like I've heard of this guy, but I actually don't. Know. <laughs> and, and and this character Don Paul makes these uh, he he makes these mentions uh, to suggest that there was some slight in the past that was very obvious and should be well known to you, and that's why you're my arch nemesis. And Luke's like, you know this guy, and Layton's like, no, I do not know this guy. <laughs> I have no idea why he's after me or what he's on about. I'm down. I want to keep playing this game. It's, I want to it's, see this. The story really pans out. It's really cute. There's still, like, I, I mean, I revealed a lot, but there's there's more to it. There's so much character and flavor. Um, and there's a lot of little nooks and crannies that the game doesn't make it apparent to you that you can visit or that you'll be able to go to. And some of them might be fairly obvious, but there's just, there's a lot of hidden depth in there. It's, it's, ah. Good I liked game. it. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Nine out of five. Mm-hmm. No, wait, wait. Nine point five. five. <laughs> yeah, nine <laughs> out of five. I, I'm good with nine out of five. Nine out of five it is. That's a good rating. Uh, I know we had talked about it before we started recording. Because we usually, this is about the time where we usually do our little wheel of death. Yeah. To randomly select from pre-selected titles. Right. Um, but you and I were talking about saying, fuck that. Yeah, I would like to play... Dementium, I think I'm saying that right. Dementium, the Ward. It's a first-person shooter horror game. I've played it before. I really enjoyed it the last time I played it. I would really enjoy playing through it again. I'm so down for it. I think an FPS would be a nice change of pace. I think it I might have said that last episode. A change. It'd be a huge change. Um, I would also like to say, first of all, hey, thanks for listening. I don't yeah. think we've ever said that, but thank you for listening. We love doing this. We're going to continue to do this. Yeah. Uh, enjoy listening some more. And if you have a game that you want us to play, yeah, send it in. I guarantee that we will play it. Uh, we, the, the list is just basically kind of what we have an idea of what we want to play. Sometimes we throw it in the randomizer. Mm-hmm. This time we're just straight up picking which one we want to do. Yeah, there are no rules. No, not at all. No. Throw it to us. We're pocket cast. Yeah, this is this is not a democracy. We do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, it's so, free range. Yeah. We eat butts. We eat butts and we like it. Yeah. Um. Also, it would be cool to get like other people on here. Absolutely. I told you before, Lexi will literally slit our throats in our sleep if we don't have her on at any time we do a Kingdom Hearts title. So. Yeah, I'd love to do that. We can definitely Walk throw in. that into the mix. Yeah. Yeah, send in your game. And if you want to, be on the show with us. I'm sure we can figure out a way to make that work. It's easy. Yeah. This is the easiest thing we've ever done. Uh, yeah, actually, that's a pretty... Yeah. It's shockingly easy. It's, it's, oh, another thing is that we are humans and we have random life time constraints. True. It's going to be out of town. So we're yeah. going to go ahead and do a three-week playthrough for this game. Yes. I, I don't know if it's going to come across affecting at all the way that our editing and distribution goes out. We try to make it so that every two weeks the podcast comes out. 
That's I, the goal. I don't know exactly how well we land on yeah. that. Whatever. Don't put Subscribe it on Subscribe to us. We'll just pop up whenever we have a new episode. Yeah. You've kind of got an idea of where we're going to be. It'll be a fun little like surprise of, oh, look at this refreshing oh. little... I didn't know I, I fucking could do hate this today. Wednesday. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> this make Wednesday way better. Yeah, and we're not we're not making money off of this, so it's not like we give a shit if it's consistent. No, not at all. Like us, don't like us, we don't care. Fucking no, no. But tell don't us, like us, send us some hate because yeah, we love send the us publicity. Some hate. Yeah, make me want to cry. Oh yeah. Want to see a fat boy cry? Yeah. I'll do it for twenty bucks. You'll do it for less than that if you make him yeah, really sad. <laughs> But it's got to be really good. Really so. good. There's yeah. some deep cuts. I'm also realizing that we, I, I, I mentioned that there's something we haven't covered. Oh, what's that? The, your sheltered ass life. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> That's, I feel like, I feel like <laughs> listeners don't even deserve that after four episodes. I think, I think that you just got a little taste. This is another next time on Pocket Cast. <laughs> yeah. Ed couldn't afford his therapist and <laughs> so here you go here we are <laughs> i can't believe that the comment that you had of that you had never played a game really until ninth grade you weren't a gamer until after ninth grade well, then it's not that i'd never played a game i don't i mean i don't know at what age i first played a game i didn't have regular access to video games for most of my life i remember we had a gamecube and then i bought a wii even though my mom didn't want me to have one so i paid my friend's mom to pick me one up and she brought it to the house i love it i don't even have to say anything this <laughs> <laughs> is just so good that's a, that's a wii oh man all right next time on pocket cast we're gonna be talking about dementium the ward Shooting up a bunch of dead things and Fuck yeah. being scared. Don't overly spoil it for me though. I don't. I don't know what's coming. Silent Hill FPS. Oh fuck yeah! This will be fun. Hell yeah! Catch you next time, gamer boys and girls. See you, nerds. <laughs>